The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's uh, 338. The snow is falling in the city of Edmonton, certainly over here at the Chad Studios. Uh, take it easy on the roads. We'll keep you updated with your traffic reports right here on 630 Chad. Give us a text as well at 630-630. Let us know what the conditions are like where you are. Hey, uh, listen, it's the first, uh, well, I was going to say it's the first Monday of the month. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's Monday, though, and that means it's uh, time for another edition of our segment called The Hoot. Uh, joining us this week, Rob Roach, Director of Insight Economics and Research. Hey, Rob. Hi, Andrew. I, I like this topic, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a lot because uh, I often you ask. You breaking down numbers. Well, I do, and, and I, I like when, and, you know, last week we talked to uh, Todd about tourist dollars, mm-hmm. and my question was, well, wait a second, how many of those tourist dollars were actually Albertans who didn't leave Alberta? It's just sometimes when you look at provincial numbers or national numbers, it doesn't tell you a complete picture, and that's what you want to talk about today. Yes, it is. And, in this, and today's topic is uh, population growth, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, overall, our province here in Alberta, we're doing pretty good. You know, uh, in the last few years, between 2014, before the recession, and last year, 2017, after year of recovery, our population did grow by about 4.3%. Hmm. And for a, a modern industrial economy, that's pretty good. Um, one of the fastest, if not the fastest in the country. But it does depend on which community you're in in Alberta, because not every community grew by 4.3%. Some grew by a lot more, and some, unfortunately, were shrinking. Let's take a look at the ones that were hardest hit, uh, Rob, you know, and and, and, and and does it have anything to do with the, the size of the town or the community to begin with? Well, there's definitely, unfortunately, uh, quite a few places in Alberta that actually saw their population shrink. And, you know, you don't have to have a a rapidly growing population to have a healthy community but when it's actually shrinking that puts a lot of pressure on local businesses you know there's mm-hmm. just fewer people in the in your store if you're trying to sell your house and keep its value there's just not as many people looking to buy in fact more people looking to leave and what we find the common denominator in Alberta right now not going to be a big surprise to listeners is it's those communities that are sort of nearby oil and gas um, developments so places like uh, Northern Sunrise County up by uh, Peace River, Lac La Biche County, uh, Bonneville, Swan Hills, Rocky Mountain House, all of them are, are nearby to oil and gas development. And when, with those industries hurting, even though they've started to recover, still hurting, um, we've seen you know, population declines of you know, 25% wow. in Northern Sunrise County was the worst. Cool. And, and there's a, a huge domino effect to that, yeah, of course, sure. as you mentioned, right? But uh, this is when you start seeing uh, small businesses close up and go elsewhere. It, it's sort of a kind of a cause and effect sort of thing where reducing, uh, dramatically reducing population can actually cause it to reduce at an even faster rate. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a snowball effect, and it's really hard on a community. You know, one of the businesses is hurting, in this case, oil and gas, and then there's just fewer people... Um, you know, renting uh, equipment, there's fewer people going into the corner store, and all of that just, it builds on itself, and it's really tough, because a lot of these communities have strong uh, roots and and great people, but when the economy is hurting and their population is shrinking, it really, you know, it's a bad situation. You know, I did a a show last year or the year before in um, Hannah, 
and I was talking to the contact before the show, and his concern was not uh, oil and gas. His concern mm-hmm. was coal and what that might do to uh, the population and to the viability of the town as well. So what's happening in areas that are associated with coal mining? Well, coal mining, um, even worse <laughs> than uh, in many cases what's happening with oil and gas. So Grand Cash, who experienced the loss of its coal industry a few years ago, um, it shrank between 2014 and 2017 by, by 17%. And that population is not going to come back because the coal industry there isn't coming back. Hanna is facing this right now. I was there last year myself. And they've started to shrink um, as a population and probably going to continue as well as nearby Drumheller. So uh, those communities in Alberta, Grand Cash already been through it, but Hanna and Drumheller facing, you know, some population decline because even if new industry comes in, it's not enough to replace that, that coal mining and uh, coal processing that was there. So, mm. Rob, you talked about Alberta overall, what, growing by 4.3% between 2014 and 2017. Are there certain communities that are, are, are exceeding that dramatically? Yeah, well, this is the other end of the spectrum. It's sort of why it, why it does make sense to break these numbers down. Some communities in Alberta are growing by gangbusters, hmm. um, and it tends to be the ones nearby um, our larger centres, especially Calgary and Edmonton, and even bedroom communities of places like uh, Red Deer and Lethbridge. Hmm. In fact, the fastest-growing bedroom community is one just outside of Lethbridge called Nobleford. It's grown in just three years by almost 30%. Wow. So that's a huge amount of growth in a short amount of time. Spruce Grove um, near Edmonton, it's grown by about 18%. Hmm. So it's those bedroom communities that are seeing people uh, continuing to go there and, and really boosting their numbers quite quickly. That's interesting. So that's not related to oil and gas. That, I mean, what is that related to? My son bought a house in Chestermere just, uh, what, east of Calgary. We went to visit him not too long ago, and the construction there is mm. incredible. Yeah, I think a big part of those bedroom communities is the two big cities, Calgary and Edmonton, did continue to grow. Edmonton edged us out down here in Calgary a little bit, grew by about 6%, whereas Alberta grew by 4 since 2014. But it's those surrounding communities, it's just a bit of a lifestyle choice. People want um, uh, the, the nice small town feel and are willing to commute in. Uh, retirement, as our population ages a little, you do see some people moving out to places like Cochrane near Calgary or, or, or those communities where you know, their lifestyle can be a little closer to the mountains or recreation. <laughs> so you know, those who have the option are, are kind of making that choice to say, we'd like to live just close to the convenience of the big city mm-hmm but a little bit further out. And so you see those cities, those communities growing uh, at rapid rates. I remember when I when I moved here and I was working with a gal who was, uh, she worked at Global Television Edmonton, but was moving to Devon. She was going to live in Devon. I just thought to myself, oh my gosh, like that's such a drive every day. My And now I'm almost living in, in Devon, Devon yeah. <laughs> number one. Number two is that because Edmonton has expanded so much, you know, it, it, it just doesn't seem that far away no. anymore. It just seems so much closer. It's amazing. And part of it is with technology. I mean, most people still have to make that drive uh, into work every day. But the number of people who can work at home and work remotely is also going up. I think that helps mm, that's true. increase the appeal of being a little bit further out of the big city. Hey, let me ask you this, Rob. So in those uh, towns that have decreased population, um, is unemployment rates in those towns keeping pace? Is it the same percentage of decrease? It's, it's, it's all kind of a package deal, unfortunately. So 
um, you know, I chose to look at, in this case, population decline, because it, it summarizes a lot of other things going on. But you're right, Andrew, uh, in these same communities, you'll see the employment rate um, going down, so the number of people employed, and the unemployment rate um, going up, sometimes not as much, because people are leaving, so they actually, they've lost their job, and they actually leave that town. So the unemployment rate doesn't always uh, go up as fast as you might think because they're sort of exporting the problem often to Calgary and Edmonton. Mm. But you do see the employment rate, the number, the percentage of people in those, in those smaller centers, in those rural centers that are actually working, that is going down along with the population. Hmm. So why do we give a hoot? Well, Dylan, I mean, I think there's a couple reasons. Uh, one is, you know, it is good news when we hear that the province is growing. But, you know, we've talked about this on the hoop before. We do have to remember it, everybody isn't experiencing their recovery in the same way. And yeah. especially those oil and gas and coal uh, communities that depended on that, it's not coming back. The new normal there is not kind of what it was um, uh, when things were really booming. And I think that's important to remember because, you know, uh, you might be wondering, it doesn't seem to apply to me. And, in fact, it might not because you're in a different part of the province. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite uh, television shows, and we had the uh, host of it on the show, The uh, Highway Through Hell, and he <laughs> expanded into British Columbia, mm-hmm. or sorry, expanded into northern Alberta, his uh, towing service, heavy haul towing service. Uh, and he's, if not all gone, he's all but gone out of Fort McMurray. And that was just one more business mm-hmm. that, you know, in the heyday was doing great and under these economic conditions has moved himself back to British Columbia. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that along with the economic downturn, you know, it really hurts these communities. The spirits there, I mean, it's great people in these communities, but it really kind of wears down on you when you see your community actually shrinking and the economy. Yeah. So, you know, maybe even on that tourism side like Todd was talking about next week, maybe a trip out to some of these places and see what's up. Often interesting things to do there as well. Ooh, usually some of the best uh, mm-hmm. little bakeries and yes. uh, yeah, and shops for Rob sure. Rob Roach joining us this afternoon. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Jalen. Thanks, Andrew. All righty, it's 348. Rob Roach, the Director of Inside Economics Research at ATB Financial. Another edition of The Hoot. Looking out the window right now, lots of snow coming down. Uh, Bill Texan said traffic lights road at 75th Street and 68th Avenue. Treat as a three-way stop. Uh, heavy traffic back up uh, there now. So keep us updated at 6.30, 6.30. Yeah. Uh, speaking of small tourism, everyone should get out to my hometown of Donalda to see the world's largest lamp and lamp museum and some antique shops. World's largest lamp? Wow, have I not been out there? A lamp museum. Somebody had a meeting one day. Did we have to come up with something? And, and somebody said, what about the world's largest lamp? And everyone went, yes. What's the one with the, the, the giant sausage? Mundare? Yeah. Ontario has a lot of those, too. Oh, I, I went through in the nickel. Yeah, yeah. Wawa and the goose. Just to pass the time, uh, one time when I was out there for six weeks, every time we went to the next town, we stopped mm-hmm. at the world's largest whatever, whatever and got pictures of it. They're interesting. They're good for a stop. I mean, I guess it works out. Hey, what about the landing? What's there's a town with a landing pad? Is that St. Paul? The UFO landing I pad? Think it's, I'm pretty sure it's St. Paul. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's St. Paul. There was a story yesterday or today about a a place, I think it's in the U.S., where there was apparently, someone alleged that there was a 
a UFO incident, mm. and there was um, some sort of monument put up, and now people want it taken down. Why? That's the question. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Hey, speaking of that sort of thing, we lost, uh, the world lost Art Bell over the weekend. Lost what? Art Bell. Broadcaster Art Bell. Really? Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was known for stories like uh, UFOs and um, time travel and that oh. sort of thing. What are you, looking up the uh, I'm monument now? Find, well, I'm trying to find that story, but I can't... Uh... Vulcan. Someone says Vulcan. Or St. Paul. Well, Vulcan has the uh, spaceship, right? He has the Enterprise, doesn't it? I need to get out more often. I know. You know there's a UFO landing pad in St. Paul. Vulcan. <laughs> Art Bell used to be the voice of Coast to Coast. Died at age 72 over the weekend. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan has something. Oh, it has a UFO. It has a starship. Yeah. Vulcan, Alberta. See, I don't think it's Vulcan that's got the landing pad. I no. think you're right that it's St. Paul. It is St. Paul. Yeah. St. Paul has the landing pad. Yeah. But Vulcan has the starship. Yeah, because do you remember when the last Star Trek movie yes. or one of the last ones, they debuted it mm -hmm. in Vulcan, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that wasn't one of the last ones. I got booted off whatever. Uh, I wasn't in radio yet. Um, I, I think I can tell this story. Um, the other network, not global, had, you know, their number two network, whatever that's called. Well, there's CTV and CBCs. Take your pick. Well, it was CTV, but it, okay. was, uh, the, it wasn't CTV. Their alternative network, like CTV2 or whatever it is, right? Um, they used to have panels. They still do, I'm sure. And it would be like pop culture panels or whatever, right? And I used to do them all the time. Um, they paid like 75 bucks or something. I can't remember what it was, but... And you had to wait six weeks for your check. But still, or it was 150 I can't remember. But, you know, it's like, eh, I'll go and chat for 150 bucks for 30 minutes. So the story was that Vulcan was getting the debut or the premiere right, yeah. of the Star Trek movie, yep. right? It was just, and, and I was one of three panelists. Um, <laughs> I think I was supposed to inject the humor in things. So I got there, and the producer, director, I'm not sure who that guy was, uh, he walks in and says to me and the other two, uh, hey, listen, we're going to be discussing this Star Trek premiere in Vulcan, and all I would ask is that nobody says um, it's really not a story. Um, it's just a crappy little town getting a, you know, getting a movie premiere. And it just stuck in my head. Like, he just, it was like, don't put beans in your ears. Like, he just, he said that, and then it just got caught in my head, and then... The whoever the host was was like, hey, well, Andrew, what do you think of Vulcan getting the pre? And I went, it's just a crappy little town getting the pre. Like, and then they never invited me back. And I don't think I got hmm. paid for that last hmm. appearance either. Just I don't believe. I can't. Don't tell a comedian not to say something. That's a <laughs> that's a huge mistake. Whatever you do, don't. Well, okay, all they hear is. <laughs> and whatever you do, do, don't text anybody at eleven thirty at night around the fire pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. You were actually smart. I didn't text anybody last. No, yeah. no, but you actually said, Jay, I don't think that this will work. You wanted me to text somebody. somebody. Yeah, you actually, right, suggested it. And I was well, like, you yeah. started it. I did. And then I'm like, well, that, you know, be funny. That, that, I just don't think that would be a good idea. So we didn't. We actually didn't. That was good. Well. We didn't. 
We didn't. I did. Andrew? I know it was me that said, let's not do it. It's probably not a good idea. And I said, as funny as it sounds, we... I told you, and we agreed you wouldn't do that. But I did. So what I did was I just changed what the suggested text was and uh, texted instead. I won't say to whom. Hey, are your ears burning? (laughs) Is what I texted and did not get a response until the next day, which was perfect. uh, Because I was like, oh, no, we just your name came up in conversation around the fire pit. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.